1: Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle
2: required. it's Whoa.
1: an incredible milestone taking place right now.
3: What's happening?
1: I'll tell you after the little thing plays.
0: It's Fred and Angie's The Tangent, giving you all the s*** sh- we couldn't talk about on air.
1: There was a little thing. Guys, two big things are happening right now. What? The first, this is episode 100 of The Tangent. What?
0: Yay!
4: Yay!
1: Oh, lot, my
0: God. Lot,
1: How's that song? Go keep singing. Go.
5: Stolat, stolat, nie żyje, żyje nam. Stolat, stolat,
3: nie nam.
1: Yay. What did you just say?
3: One hundred years.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh well. She said, "I
3: want some coffee cake."
1: Some coffee cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the second big milestone is taking place: is that we have a guest on the tangent. We've
3: never we, had a guest. I don't
1: believe we've ever had a guest. Let's welcome Dr. Lena to the tangent, our off-air uncensored podcast. Dr. Lena, hello. Hi.
3: Welcome. Hey. Good morning.
1: Um, How's it going? I don't know if you heard Dr. Lena, who is a uh, resident OBGYN. She uh, d- she performs all the OBGYN duties on the entire show, male and female. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is the 100th episode, and you're on the 100th episode. Oh,
5: well, that's awesome. That's
1: really great to hear. Congratulations. Well, con- no, no. Congratulations to you because you've worked your whole <laughs> life for An this. Honor. This is the moment. You know, when you think. That's it. When you were coming up and in high med school, school <laughs> and you're like, I'm in biology, I'm good at this. Maybe I'll go to med school and then college and then you did and then you went to the OBGYN school and then you started doing pap smears and stuff, and you were like, Someday, someday if I do enough of these
3: I'll be on a podcast. I'll be on the
1: off air uncensored <laughs> podcast as some low rate local radio show.
5: And you did it. It's a pivotal moment in my life. I will tell you that. What does
1: it feel like?
5: Jesus. Oh, um, you know, just to get to hear your voice on the other end of this phone,
4: mm-hmm. the two of you, it's just great. Well, thank wow, you. Uh,
1: we are the same. Dr. Lena, we're not going to say where you work or what you do because, uh, you know, this is uncensored and who knows what could be said, but we do know that you're an OBGYN. Um, are you like board certified or did they have that for OBGYNs?
5: Yeah, actually, our board certification is a tough one. We have to take like this really long multiple choice exam, okay. and then a year later, we have to do the oral boards where you just get grilled for hours and hours to your face. About so, so
1: how many doctors would be on this board? So it's like you versus how many people?
5: Um, I believe it's each session is two, um, and then you you have to go through multiple sessions.
1: Now. I, actually, this is very interesting to me, and not even the point of the podcast. But w- so, do you? Are you one of those like you know? There's always the people, like the, the people in class, who think they're smarter than everybody else. Like, are those the doctors who volunteer to ask these questions? Like, are they the ones who are trying to stump you because they want to come off smarter, or does everybody on the board have to do that at some point?
5: No. So the people they're usually the people that like wrote the textbooks and like they're in, involved in the bodies that govern like okay. the guidelines. So, like, mm-hmm. you'll be referencing a textbook and then you'll realize that that person sitting right in front of you is like, I wrote the textbook.
3: <laughs> Whoa. Let wow. me ask you um, what's on every woman's mind right now. And it's yeah. when you are an OBGYN, do you look at certain vaginas and judge it like, oh, God, like what do you got going a, that's, on down That's there? a pretty one. That's, or, a, yeah. do you that's
1: like, a specimen. That's like standard. This or... one's been used.
5: Oh, so, I will say as it sounds, that there's almost like there's types, kind of I guess you could say there's type. Um, what are the types? I mean, I it's kind of hard to describe, but it all depends on like the different size ratios of different parts and you yeah. know, some people have larger larger labia than others. You got
3: beefy ones people- and you got regular ones. The yeah, because exactly. some, some look
1: like they're not even there. And then others are yeah. like really there. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> it's kind of...
5: Um, like curtains. They're open. They're yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I mean, I've seen
1: some that are like... like Just I don't, hanging. It, well, uh-huh. and then I've seen others that are like... Like literally, it's all Talked internal. In yeah, like yeah. it's all... Like it's basically... Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's like, Wow.
5: Mm. How does, And it, sometimes it, that'll depend on like um, weight and it will depend on if the person has lost a significant amount of weight, that can sometimes play a role. Oh, wow. Um, just like things in your, in other places in your body will, will kind of, you have that exception. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but it's very, very interesting. It's, and sometimes you even notice like differences amongst different like cultures too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So interesting. like I would say there's like a hallmark um, look to different cultures. Interesting.
1: Wow. What's the percentage of um, hair versus no hair? Is it pretty much like eighty twenty now? I feel like everybody gets rid of everything.
5: Um, so it's in the pregnant patients, um, oh yeah, it's like fifty fifty, and I don't blame them. All it right. can get really tough sometimes. Yeah. Um, the not pregnant patients, yeah, I'd say about eighty twenty. The funny part is when you find somebody who like did try and then. There's like the random little bit that's left and one of
3: them was telling me it's called, um, a landing strip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the landing strip. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The
3: landing strip. You have the little Dorito chip. You've got, you got the uh, yeah.
1: the area rug. You've got the you yeah. Know, Dorito.
3: You chip. got the, you the got flavor the hair, saver. The hairy yeah. diapers. And then oh, and then
5: whoa. you've got the ones that you literally are like. Okay, sweetheart. Listen, I really need to trim you before yeah. we do
1: this. Wow. The seventies. Seventies. Do you do that? <laughs> find it. Do you do that?
5: What? I mean, we we ask we ask, um and they have to be okay with it, but usually. I mean, if we're doing a delivery and, and it's the hair right. is just too long, it can end up wow. being a problem if we're trying to stitch up afterwards. Yeah. Um, so,
1: I asked an endocrinologist friend of mine what the craziest, like really most obscure thing he saw was. And he said it was residency and it was a Coke bottle in somebody's rectum and he said that the guy claimed he slipped and fell on always, the on the coke bottle. The oh god. And All it, the slip and falls. And in the you interesting guys part of that story is he said, I don't think this guy realized how serious this was. If and they, it breaks, they couldn't get it out and they were trying to figure out how to do it without surgery because if it had broken and I'm t- I'm telling a doctor this, but I guess if it had broken, yeah. it could have pierced, you know, something critical yeah. and he would have hemorrhaged. In the rectum. And mm-hmm. then the surgery to remove it. Had they not been able to get it out, which they did, um, I guess they would have had to cut all the way through from the from the top, uh-huh. all the way through the oh. guy's body to God. pull this thing out. And that in itself is really dangerous. That's so not I don't worth
3: the slip and fall.
1: But it was interesting what he said about that though. That day, is he was like, um, we were really kind of hard on the guy, and and a little judgmental even as he looks back on it. And I guess maybe that that lesson taught him something about empathy. Or at least sympathy, because it's like, well, yeah. you know, I mean, things happen. Yeah, right. And I and, and it was an interesting. It was like a pivotal moment in his career because he was like, every, you know, the two of us. I guess it was an attending, and then he's in there, and they're both like, dude, you got to tell us how you did this so we can try and figure out how to reverse it. And it just it got a little testy. And he was like, you know, yeah. I guess I learned that day that I can't be that way um, when I'm dealing with people because everybody's story is different. Uh, did you have a moment like that?
5: Um, I kind of. I did. um, So we have a lot of those moments. Sometimes Um, I get a lot of patients who are pregnant and they're still using drugs. And Mm, um, that's sad. They are sometimes. It's it's the hardest because you want to be really upset with them about like the fact that they're doing that while they're pregnant. Mm Yeah. And then sometimes you know addiction. An extra minute, and I hear their story and. Mm You're almost like, man, how could you not do drugs if you've been through that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's that's you, honest. You you really you really learn that that everybody's got a story to tell, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes they're not. It's it's really not even what they want. It's just
3: Wait, it's, the, it's the cards they were dealt, because, and, yeah, yeah,
5: and the fact that she's pregnant doesn't make it like it, It's not like addiction goes away. Yeah, so,
1: exactly. What was the? Her, I'm sorry, continue. I'm sorry.
5: No, I was gonna say we have our funny moments too. I have a tattoo that I will never in my life forget, um, and it's always weird because again, you associate pregnancy with like motherhood and being purity, like this. And per- yeah. Pu- yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I went to examine a patient. You said this is uncensored, right? So yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And no, 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 this is off the air. Yeah. It'll never air. Yeah. So she goes, she goes. I look up and I see her tattoo, and it says, "This." Pussy clean, this pussy juicy.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> she got the lyric. Right?
3: That's Isn't a great a name of a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nicki Minaj. Hilarious.
5: Wow. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think is that's that a that, Nicki Minaj okay. rap. That's so yeah. funny. I don't, I don't know that. but That's I amazing. I I looked at her, and I mean, she saw that I kind of reacted a little bit. How and we you? just both laughed about wow. it. it was, How do you not was crack was up so so when bad. you see right. that? Right. Anyways, it, it was very, very funny. I, uh, um,
1: I reconnected. I've told a story before, I think, off the air, but I, I reconnected with a girl who I dated. This is like right after college. And she, we, we went um, to to have fun with one another intimately. And uh, <laughs> we went to fuck And Right,
4: I mean, ah, Jesus. And I looked
1: down, and all of a sudden, there's just something new going on down there. And, you know, there was no hair, but this time there was a tattoo. Permanent tattoo of a bow, and it wasn't a small one; it was a big one across the top part. You know, kind of where it's I don't present. the mound. Like is that what it is? Is that the proper term? Is it the mounds? The mons. <laughs> the mons. There you go. That's where it was. And I go, "What is what?" And she said, "The guy that I dated between you and now, he didn't appreciate this, and every guy from now on will know what a gift it is." Okay. Oh, and I'm like, "Wow." what what what's the mental process what sort of damage like what does oh, it take to crazy. decide to do that?
5: No, absolutely I mean it's crazy some of the things that people do to their bodies i had um i I had an encounter once, and this kind of goes back to the like people do crazy things and i got this patient had the normal like itching and whatever. I went down to see her and she starts telling me this story. And basically, she was like, I, ha- I was like, I need you to tell me what happened because this does not look normal at all. Mm-hmm. And she goes, so I was trying to get a job, and they were requiring a drug test, mm-hmm. and I was going to test positive for this was a marijuana was not legal. Um, so she took her sister's teeth and put it in a bag mm-hmm. and stuffed it in her vagina. Oh, oh yeah. And- then awesome. that way, when it came time, all she had to do was really clench down, and she got clean urine. And then she had she couldn't take it out because that person was watching her, so she had to go through the rest of the day
1: with the
3: bag this in interview
5: with, oh, her, wow. with the bag of urine. Oh my god!
3: And it
1: caused an infection. It did. Wow. What was the what was like this the dumb shit moment? Like, were you like what what? I mean, that's a dumb shit moment. But you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. That was I guess. Probably
5: another dumb. Yeah.
1: I mean, but if you had um, any where it's like, why did you think that was a good idea moment?
5: <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure I'm there's a million. <laughs> think, yeah, there's there's quite a few. Um, there was um, once somebody who, she so she's a stripper, and her hallmark, it's kind of similar to what you were saying about the beer bottle in the anus, is her hallmark move was picking up the beer bottle with her vagina. Oh, wow.
3: Um, That's talent. And so
5: I. Yeah, I, it really definitely is. And I don't know what happened. I can't remember the details whether she had fallen and it broke inside of her or whether oh something oh. happened. I just clenched so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So that's definitely um, wow. probably my are you serious? Wow. Like, are you kidding me moment? Wow. There's a lot of them. I'd be so
4: embarrassed.
1: Weird. Well, this is obviously a tangent, and, and you, you had to know in talking to a bunch of, of pervs that, um, and, and really inquisitive people that about a more sinister thing. I mean, we could have asked you all about, I don't know, uh, uh, advancements in modern medicine and new technology, <laughs> but that's not what we wanted to know. But really, though, um, what we were hoping to sort of hear and, and get us and buried in past all of the smut is maybe some, some of your thoughts on what's going on with the coronavirus and and what you're seeing and what you're you know, unofficially predict. I mean, is is the do, do you think we're yeah, anywhere you... near the end?
5: So, um, one, I think first of all, it's really really hard um, to look at prediction models right now. Um, if you look at the prediction models that were um, published, I think it was by the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. They had predicted that the state that we should be hitting our peak around the 15th or 16th, and the country should be hitting its peak at around the 16th or 17th, and that New York, for example, if we use that as an example, mm-hmm. should be hitting its peak in the next three or four days. And what we're actually seeing um both in Illinois and in New York is that there's over the last couple of days been a slight plateau, So we still have the numbers increasing. We still have the deaths occurring, but they're not occurring at their rate over the last two days that they were the weeks prior. Oh, well that's encouraging. What we're hoping to see is that the um, governor bless his heart and the mayor bless her heart for what they did for our state and their actions and acting early um, and putting the stay at home orders and her closing, you know, the lakefront Mm -hmm. being something that works very well for our city and for our state as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, and unfortunately, as humans, we like instant gratification. We want to see the results of what we're doing. Yeah. And with this, with the social distancing and the stay-at-home orders, we don't see the results of our actions for another three weeks, really. Gotcha.
4: Gotcha. Um, and, I should correct and that's myself. what makes
5: it hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. My, my family, our businesses are all on the lakefront downtown. And this is supposed to be when we're starting to open up for business and Mm-hmm. we probably won't be opening this year for business at all it looks like with things going on so i understand the difficulty that people go through um but it's really one of those things where we have to look at the the end and and know yeah. that that justify the means yeah people just have to buckle uh,
3: down and like grit their teeth and get well, through it because
5: and, I, yeah. and it's and it's really just remembering that to overall this virus is If you look at it on an individual basis, it is not the worst virus on the planet. It's not the most deadly virus on the planet. As we say, probably 80, I think, to 90% of people are recovering without any medical intervention. Mm -hmm. 12% of people are being hospitalized, and some of those hospitalized people um, are requiring ICU and ventilators and Um, Some of them are even dying. Mm
4: -hmm. What
5: makes this virus very difficult is how fast it transmits Mm -hmm. from one person to the other. How easily. It's crazy. And how easily it transmits from one person to Mm -hmm. the other. So this virus, on average, somebody who has it will infect two to three people. Wow. And that's what they say is on average. The only problem is that you have fourteen days where you could potentially be infected mm-hmm. but not show symptoms and not know it. And isn't so that, that isn't that increases,
3: right? And isn't that why New York is seeing such a struggle? Because I mean, everybody there—they they're like millions of people just living on top of each other. Yeah. And and until you know that their order to stay at home came into play, exactly. I can't imagine how quickly that spread there.
5: Exactly, and. And so that's the biggest issue is when, when this virus affects the masses, the concept is that, well, okay, even if only 20% of people need to go to the hospital, 20% of a million people in Chicago, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. is a lot of people that need to go to the hospital. For sure.
1: Yeah. For sure. And I- then, yeah.
5: You know, you start taking into account those who need to go to the ICU and those, and we overall have, have a less healthy population than what you would see with our counterparts in China so we can even start probably expecting our numbers to be a little bit different just because of the underlying medical conditions that occur in our communities and um, probably even like the vaping that occurs here as well Mm -hmm. um, playing a role and then to be quite honest one of the, the biggest things that everything that we're doing right now is really kind of Make it up as you go, or maybe China has a little bit of information on what they did about this or what they did about that. When it comes to pregnancy, it makes it very difficult because, I mean, we're going very much off of what happened with the Middle Eastern respiratory virus and the, um, the SARS infection and what we know just about even common influenza viruses and how it affects pregnancy and, like, trying to piece all those things together together to come up with exactly how to manage in pregnant patients. Mm. Well, but we still don't know... I'm sorry. No,
1: no, but... no, no, no. You're, you're, <laughs> just, you're just smart. I'm, I'm...
5: Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> what we still don't know is what are the long-term effects even on patients who recover from this virus. Oh, yeah. The inflammation. Mm. Are they going to have long-lasting respiratory problems? Are they going to have long-la- long-lasting issues? Will they, you know have a problem the next time that they get the flu Mm -hmm. those types of things that are questions that we still don't have the answers to in pregnancy you know a lot of the women who got pregnant or a lot of the women who got infected in wuhan um who were pregnant in the third trimester and had their baby at that time most of them Actually, all of them, they showed that there was no sign that it was transmitted to the baby, but they had all gotten infected in the third trimester. Does that play the same if she gets the infection when she's five weeks pregnant Yeah, or a couple weeks before she gets pregnant? And these are things that we won't have the answer to for years,
1: probably. Mm, well, I think that's why I kept trying to. I'm trying to butt in and interrupt you. Is I. I think I need to rephrase because I said something that I feel like a lot of people are saying in vernacular, but what they mean. I said the end. I mean, the end is probably who knows when. But I guess what I mean by the end is when do we end this, you know, and get back to normal, and 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 what would you say? I mean, if let's say we start to get on the other side of that bell curve for a week or two is, is that safe enough to say, let's go back to work. Let's let people out. Or I mean, you know, if they're being in the abundance of caution in your professional opinion, would you say, you know, the end of April, even if we're on the back side of that bell curve, that's not good enough. Maybe, maybe may too. So,
5: um, it's really hard for me to, to give a direct answer to that Yeah, only because, a lot of the epidemiology um, is still somewhat unknown uh, in terms of what happens once we get past that curve. We can definitely expect to see little mini bell curves that start popping up in in little um, cities and in communities as well. Um, I think once we get past that hump and we start coming down, we can start talking about kind of, the idea of going back to normal, um, but still keeping the concept of social distancing in mind, keeping the hand hygiene practices all in mind, um, it's still really hard to tell because the the data is still changing on a day-to-day basis, and especially here in Chicago, we can definitely expect, um, it's it's expected that we're kind of in that lag that, that we're in right now, where we're still almost ten days behind New York, and a big role, a big part of this will also come from, you know, when we do get to that peak, what are we able to do, right? Um, and what are the resources that we have available? Right now, um, we currently in my hospital, we still have our full PPE. So I had some COVID positive patients last week. I was able to put on my full gear go in and see them and take care of them and come out and yes i am now self-isolating at home and i don't get to see my fiance and i don't get Mm. to do any of those things um but i'm still somewhat confident that at least i am pretty sure that i didn't bring it home but just to be on the safe side i'm sticking away from everybody smart that's probably not going to be the case in about 10 days
1: okay Right on, um, we, we, I think the reason that we called you initially was because we we did a story and we saw a story about how I don't know if it's a CDC or somebody saying that the uh, the safest sex to be having now is sex with yourself, and <laughs> I, I suppose if I, I guess that would apply to anybody, but and then then there are some other uh, memes and and news stories about Absolutely. like covid so, covid sex positions i mean <laughs> the is any ones. is any of that real like if i'm having sex with someone who has covid regardless if their m- mouth is faced away from me or not i mean i'm still susceptible right
5: it's yeah i mean and that's that's going to just be the bottom line i mean it is almost impossible to engage in sexual intercourse and not exchange saliva and and bodily well, fluids yeah. like that so um i think that so if you're living with somebody and you guys are not obviously social distancing at home, um, then that is fine. You, you're you not social distancing at the coffee, you know, while you're getting coffee in the morning and having breakfast. So you're already um, making each other susceptible. But the important thing is to use contraception. And to um, pregnancy is not a good idea right now during this pandemic. Like I said, we still don't know a lot about mm. what mm. the effects on pregnancy are. We know that there's a risk of preterm delivery, but that's just about as much as we know. So I actually have a very close family member um, who is considering um, in vitro fertilization. And we kind of talked about it and decided that maybe she should hold off until this is all over just yeah. because we don't know what's going to happen.
3: That's smart. But If you're just dating and you have a
5: chance to stay away from somebody, then just try to stay away. I know it's tough, you know, for society, um, but now is not the time to be coming up with new Right.
1: I've got um, (laughs) Dr. Lena, by the way. I have another hypothetical for you because it actually came up uh, in my personal life. And it's kind of funny, but it's not. Let's say that uh, I'm not social distancing with a girlfriend lady. And let's say one of us gets it. Hypothetically, somehow she gets it and I don't. The, the debate was, would you stay and care for me, or would I stay and care for you? My response to her is, if I have the coronavirus and you don't, there's no reason for you to get it, and you should stay the hell away from me. I think the more nurturing um, you know, female reaction was, well, no, I would stay and care for you, and I would expect the same from you. But what I guess my argument was, we don't know from person to person— what effects? you know, you've got people who are asymptomatic yeah. and you've got people who are on ventilators. So I guess my thing is, if I don't have it and you do, why why should we both get it and potentially, you know, run the risk of, of one person having a, a more um, uh, adverse
5: reaction than another? And, and I completely agree with you. I actually, um, I think that's a very good way to go about it. Um, if you do get the coronavirus and you are requiring that type of care, then there are chances Chances are that you might actually need to be in the hospital. Mm. Um, it is a really, really, really bad flu. So she can be nurturing and great and awesome by dropping off whatever you need at the door. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you yeah. Leave it have there. the capabilities of, of doing things on your own. And you'll really be sleeping the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just, you know, it's good for people to be checking in. It's good for people to be making sure that you are not getting any worse. But does it require a true caretaker for the average person? Now, if you're disabled or something like that, that's different. Okay. But, yeah. Um yeah. If you are able, then you would just be putting any caretaker at, at risk at that point.
1: Well, well good advice yeah look at this See, lots of this, knowledge this here. took a turn for the responsible <laughs> how about that i <laughs> think so that's an, i think that's another uh history making event was that the tangent <laughs> took a turn for the responsible it was the yeah, 100th episode time. um we did some tangent things we did some responsible things we did a public service we had a guest a doctor i man let me tell you
4: on a I'm lot of levels I'm, yeah i
5: just i'm honored to be on the 100th um show episode. We're you know, honored I, to know I there's listen a, to you guys uh, oh, yeah. every single morning. Um I'm usually heading out to work at five or five thirty and I honestly could not even get through my drive. I drive all the Aww. way from the southwest suburbs into the city Aww. and back every single day. So you guys are awesome
3: to listen to. Um, Thanks for letting us keep you company We're every grateful morning. that somebody as intelligent as you
1: would actually listen to this.
3: It's <laughs> kind nonsense. of
1: a, it's sort of amazing after talking and to you I for will 20
5: tell minutes. You, I really think you have more than just 13 listeners. I don't Fred think so. In, no. I've called in a couple of times and given my opinion about a few matters. And by the time I got to work, I had a few co-workers be like, were you on Kiss Christmas
4: on this morning? Yeah, well, it just
5: so
1: happens that you know some of the 13 is what it comes down to. I mean, what I don't need is for you giving us this pipe dream that there are more than 13 people listening. Because one time we thought we had 15, but then we found out that um, Linda and Gary, they moved away. They moved, And yeah. so uh, we were back to 13 again. So it's it's Well, too we're happy bad. to have
3: you as one of them. Yeah, we are. Well, thank you. It's and, a pleasure. It's and a pleasure. I don't know
1: if you're happy that you gave us your personal phone number, because we're gonna be calling all the time but um <laughs> yeah.
5: you know what go for it you guys are welcome anytime i'm always down for a good laugh and to spread some knowledge Aww.
1: perfect well thank i think I, I think we accomplished at least one of those two things so uh thank you so much <laughs> dr lena please you're stay safe welcome. and healthy out there and uh, we'll talk to you, you again too. soon
3: okay thank you, right. thank you. Right. bye you're welcome there Bye-bye. you go
1: bye. dr lena everybody
3: wow. look at that that's a good info i know Part this is like the me- most educational podcast we've ever done.
1: We got to call her um, or email her and see if we can at least, maybe we can actually air the part of the tangent that we just did that talks about, you know, her thoughts on what's going on right now, and prevention, and the end, and that all would those, be great. and and then tell everybody if they want to hear the smutty stuff. <laughs>
3: right, they can the come part back. Where and, she yeah. talks about Fred bleaching his butthole, you yeah. can listen to that. I should have asked her
1: if she'd take a look at my butthole,
3: uh. just once and for all.
1: Uh. You know, I know that's not her deal, but you know, when she's working, when she's working down there, she's looking at buttholes all the time. Yeah,
3: we're not trying to lose listeners. Women's Fred. buttholes, right. yeah. women. Well, <laughs> I think
1: buttholes are buttholes. Aren't no, they? ours no,
3: are prettier. Ours are way
1: prettier. Way prettier. That's you know, and here we are back on the point. I have an ugly asshole I mean it just <laughs> I do I have hey, an ugly asshole what, is, what, I, is, I, what does girlfriend lady think of your asshole um <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you know what I'm Whoa. for once in my life I'm reserving <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Another record. <laughs> I stopped what I was about to say. Wow. Today of first, it was isn't it? A, it was a personal sacrifice I had to make right there. Today of first. <laughs> All right, I got to go. <laughs> all right. I got to go. Wow, this, this is a lot for me to handle all in one day. Uh, thank you for listening to our 100th episode. We'll do more. We always say that, but we will. Um, I feel like even in this, cra- for a while there, we weren't all in the same room at the same time, or vacations, or people yeah. were off and traveling, and I don't know. I, I think it's sort of something where we all got to be together and and in the mood, yeah. but we'll, we'll try and be together and in the mood more often. I'm uh, always
3: in the mood. That's what always. she said. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So is Rufio. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes sometimes I think Angie and I use all of our words.
3: Oh, yeah. I think
1: I'm out of words I'm sometimes. Out.
3: I'm out. We our doctor, thank God she had a lot of words. <laughs> no, no, I was done.
1: Well, I kept trying to get in there, and she kept saying smart stuff, so I was like, I'll get out of no, the way. No, she
3: had good words.
1: But um, anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening <laughs> to our show, to our podcast. Be sure to listen to our uh, I, w- I won't get too much into the weeds on this, but if you're listening to this, then you're a super fan. Uh, listen to our podcast. Uh, for things that you missed every day because it does help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll leave it. I don't even know what I can explain and what I can say, but it does help us. So um, if you're a fan of the show. You need it. Uh, you need
3: it. You, you do. do need it. You do. Say it. You do need it. <laughs> yep,
1: there it is. Uh,
0: thank you, guys. Be safe and be well. And uh, 100
1: tangents. Woo! Woo!
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.